He's amongst the finest interviewers of our time. I'm ungettable. When he's on the clock, Paco Denton and Oaks take notice. I am the man. He's one of the best. This, this is about me. Is Bristol's vault. We are here, by the way, for Richmond and, uh, and Sydney, and that's going to be fantastic. But it's vault time. And the first sort of seven or eight uh, episodes, uh, Purple, it's fair to say we took a light-hearted look at we so did. the early Bristol interviewing styling. Bumbling Bristol. Um, and a legal look. This is uh, illegal. George Foreman, uh, Nadia Comaninch, and <laughs> uh, then Greg Laganis, uh, Carl Lewis, uh, Shane <laughs> Hill and Jeff Malcolm. And George Foreman again. Mm-hmm. I think she did want to be known as Nadia Comaninch. No, Comaninch. <laughs> and then uh, Dar Davies, a, a bike rider no one's ever heard of. Uh, Leroy Burrell. Larie. <laughs> Larie. Larie Burrell. And then a three is a good sports on Valentine's Day snippet of the way Bristol just operated That's right. outside of the, in the interviewing space, which we love too. So what we'll do is we'll take you back just for 30 seconds and get you to enjoy what we've already heard on the vault. Um, what sort of a motorcycle are we using? Well, for one, we're not doing bike jumping down here. Mm, well, that's uh, obviously... Uh, yeah, well... Okay, sure. We'll hang on to, uh, for George uh, there. Yeah, George, you're back? Good morning to you, Larry. Got a nice warm coffee here anyway to keep us going. Five seconds, Nadia Comaninch. Hello. Was it true that in your first uh, international competition that uh, you you failed badly? Yeah, this was when I had nine years old. (laughs) Yeah. Did you feel like giving up then or not? Hell, are you still there, Dar? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> I was I was only nine. <laughs> did, did you think you should give up? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Nice warm cup of coffee anyway to keep us going. So that's what we've heard so far on the vault. But this week, hard hitting Brian takes over. Uh, he goes toe to toe. I haven't heard this by the way. Uh, an uncomfortable interview with a man called Greg. Self-appointed Fitzroy Football Club saviour back in 1991. And I'm led to believe, Purple, that our man takes a little hit early, (laughs) absorbed a bit of early punishment, but then in true Bristol style came storming over the top. And, uh, well, anyway, enjoy. The Day's Sports News. Sports Drive with the greater 3UZ Good Sports. Yes, and welcome back to the Good Sports. And it's uh, 24 to uh, 6 on the Good Sports. Let's uh, let's look at the Fitzroy situation now. And, of course, uh, I think everyone's aware of what's happening with Fitzroy. There was uh, talks of merger uh, around about 10 days ago. Uh, uh, Fitzroy on the weekend had a meeting in a warehouse somewhere in, uh, in Brunswick, Fitzroy area, and uh, invited supporters along to see what they could do to help save the club. Uh, the guy that's uh, heading up that particular... Um, that fund uh, for the uh, Fitzroy Football Club is Greg he joins us now online Greg welcome to you thank you Brian Greg uh, first of all uh, so we know where we stand what what's your involvement with this uh, uh, members and supporters um, ability to be able to raise money well first of all before we start that Brian I, I think that you've taken a big chance having me on your program because as far as myself and the Fitzroy people, your verbal treatment of the club and its supporters over the past 12 months has been nothing short of disgraceful. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, I wouldn't say disgraceful, but uh, what I will say is I, uh, I said what I thought. Is it true that you are a uh, declared bankrupt, Greg? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yes or no? If you want to... Of course not. 
I run a company that turns over four million dollars in 1979. Ron, what are you trying to do, muck rake? Are you? No, I just, I just, I just. Tell you something about. No, I just asked a very, very simple question. Just required an answer. In 1979, I had to go into bankruptcy. I was a bookmaker at the Roses. Are you a declared bankrupt? No. You're not? No, I, t- I run a business worth $4 million a year turnover. All right, but you can categorically but say that that's nice not a fact. You ask. But you can categorically state that that is not a fact. Of course it's not a fact. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't you check it out before you ran it by me? Well, I, I, I have checked it out. Y- you've checked out that I'm a declared bankrupt? No, I'm, I'm asking you the question. Well, you knew the answer, so why did you run it by me? I just, uh, I you asked... You to try and get even, did you? No, 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 I'm asking you the question. All I asked was for an answer. You you have the right. ability to deny or say yes. You're like a little boy with his football. You're not getting enough kicks, so you take your footy home. No, I've long retired, Greg, and uh, you know of that, of course. All I'm trying to do here is that you must, and you must admit, that uh, the average person in the street is being asked here to do something for the club that involves money, that all I'm trying to substantiate is we know Dyson Horlacey, we know John Burt, we know all of them, but we're trying to establish your bona fides. We don't know who you are. I've got nothing to hide in my life, Brian. All right, well, then I'm just asking you a simple question. You only ask me, Brian, to try and get even. No, I'm not trying to get even with anything. <laughs> I'm just asking you the questions that, and, and the hard questions here that have to be asked because you are asking for data donations and pledges here. Now, it is only fair that the people out there know if I'm going to give $10 to the cause of Fitzroy, I want to know exactly who's administering and where it's going. All right, well, I'll tell you that I I was a bankrupt in 1979, which everyone at the Fitzroy Football Club knew about. I was discharged in 1982, and since then I've worked at the Essendon Football Club in the marketing division, and I've resurrected my business life to the tune of a business that turns over $4 million. Now, let he who is without anything in their past cast the first stone. Are you able to do that, Brian? I'm, uh, I'm certainly uh, not... Maybe a... I should run a check on you. Please do. Please do, because I can, ca- I, can, I can categorically say here that I'm not a declared bankrupt, of which you have now admitted, but I'm not asking for the money, Greg. That's the situation. And you've spent the last five minutes trying to defend yourself, and you, 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 you lied to me. You lied to me when I asked you the question. small in mind. Well, you uh, you didn't answer the question as correctly, and I'm glad you've clarified the situation now, because now we know who you are. Thank you to Greg... Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much for your time there, and uh, thank goodness we finally got to the bottom of that. Jeez, that was all the oxygen went out of the room, Brian. Wasn't uh, wasn't as funny as the others, but uh, wow, Jim, all that happened before six a.m. I know you heard the time called twenty-four to six. <laughs> How'd you get him on before six? It was up past five, wasn't it? Bristol, you would have turned that around. That that would have run later in the show as well. You would have backed that up again. I don't know where it ran. I didn't even know I did that. You know, know, notice how he, he? I don't even know who he Once is. he got the answer he wanted, didn't, yes. he, didn't he go for the jugular yeah, after he got him? It was, yeah, it was, a, it was like he had him on the ground and yeah. pinned his throat other, to the floor. Uh, being the good sports, wasn't a lot of other sport involved in that <laughs> conversation, was there? <laughs> Brian's asked him to establish his bona fides. <laughs> <laughs> You must have prepared that before, Bristol. That's one of the questions you wanted to ask. What type of wording is it? Did you get a bit worried when he asked you about your past? (laughs) I was a little concerned. Did you you think he may have had something in his back pocket? Well, yes, you had to be careful there. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like it. Oh, Brian, some, some it shows of the, some an, of the raffles. another dimension oh. of uh, mm. the yeah, interviewing so. stylings. A little, <laughs> <laughs> little edgy uh, on my seat there, but uh, I, didn't even, I don't even remember that. I don't know where <laughs> that's come from. There were a couple more. Uh, and at one stage, I noticed you got a little uncertain, so you strung about five U's together. Yeah. You, 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 you. <laughs> Which we've all done, by the way. I've done it too. You're just getting that next question ready, but it's not quite ready. <laughs> Especially if he comes back with something. Uh, where do I go now? It's, it's 24 to 6. So later that day, this is where we need to go. All right, so that was hard hitting. That's uh, 5.36 uh, a.m. Yep. was when that uh, started, that interview with our man called Greg. <laughs> Finished at 5 past 7. Our man, Brian, later that day, Duck, Played for Paran, and a lot of people forget after his glorious career with Richmond and Collingwood, he then went and captain coached Paran, mm-hmm. and that was tumultuous. I covered this <laughs> season in question. <laughs> tumultuous. The, Herald Sun. Yep. <laughs> the way uh, that the, the Paran and Bristle story sort of unfolded. Oh. So later that day, <clears throat> Brian's gone out and played, reported twice as I understand. Same day. And <laughs> sent <laughs> off by an umpire. The same day. And, and we've got some audio <laughs> of the commentary from that game. Have a listen. Oh. Taylor's broken loose on the lead, grits the teeth and takes out McTaggart. And Height gives him one to go on with. Glenn Height doesn't mind getting in. No. Taylor's had his name taken. He hit the ball as well. Exactly. That's just ridiculous. Ribble. Oh, and that wasn't nice either. This is getting very ugly. That's not nice. No. Taylor was late on the push on McTaggart, but I, I honestly do not believe that was reportable. Taylor's reported again, possibly for that bladder incident. I don't know. The umpires, you know, they've got Here a job go. to Here do. Here we go. Well, there's safety in numbers because the goal umpire's going to be in there as well. Three coming down to tell Brian Taylor he has to leave the field. We have the umpires wired for sound, but I think it's best that we don't hear, to tell you the truth, because I'm sure Taylor will be livid. It was a great sight seeing the three umpires march down to the goal square to say, excuse me, Brian, but look, almost like an execution. Excuse me, Mr. Taylor. (laughs) Bristle? Yeah, I was escorted off. (laughs) Bristle, you head-butted someone in that exchange. I think I did, You did? I think I did. No, you did. I think I did. But I was, I did, You'd I, worked up. I didn't want to go off, but they, no. you know, they wouldn't start the game until I did. And obviously, so. this being a, a non-visual medium right at the moment, Jim, uh, the umpires in question, they actually went down en masse. Yes. They, one was too scared no, to do it by himself. It by so himself. they went, all of them, two goal umpires, <laughs> two field umpires, two boundary umpires. Before the last quarter And started. they were scared talking to you. And yes. you just, you just and you, to your just, credit, though, you did just run off. They surrounded me and escorted me off. <laughs> yeah. You did argue the... The call, though. I did. Well, they were wrong. Hey, Bristle. How many weeks? Four. Can't, can't remember. Four. <laughs> the, did the interview from earlier in the day have anything to do with your truculence? Might have got me in the wrong frame of mind. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> stage, five, uh, what was it? 5.40. 5.40 in your 24 to 6. Captain coaching the same day. Oh, brilliant. Uh,